Welcome everybody to 561 Music. Um, my name is Ben. And I'm Hector. And uh, this is our first official episode, so it's very exciting for us both. How do you, how do you feel about that? I'm all right with it, you know. I, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous, but I'm okay. I'm, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Looking, looking forward to it because we have a great guest. We have um, Sierra Lane on today and she's going to speak to us and then she's going to play a couple of songs. So it's fantastic. So, uh, how are you feeling about it all? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. I mean, we've been talking about it for a little bit, and uh, you know, for a quick minute, and, and I, I feel like it's uh, it's finally here, which is a good thing. Um, but uh, you know, a little exhausted from last week from all the shows and stuff, and St. Patrick's and everything. So sure, just kind of still recouping from all that. Yeah, we had a fantastic week. It's a crazy week. I mean, the fact that we live in Florida and are able to play gigs is just a lifeline it's just so fantastic oh, and i'm incredibly glad that um that we're doing this because i think people underestimate how good the music is around here and um it's nice to you know set up a forum where we can speak to some of the people who make music around here and also hear them play and speak to them you know about things that you wouldn't necessarily know if you just went to went to watch them play and also shine a light on just how much good music there was around here. Well, case in point, I mean, we uh, we just started putting together. You started putting together for for the podcast um, a a Spotify playlist of local musicians um, that you shared with me today. That you you're just barely scratching the surface on so far, and, and you shared with me. I've been you know driving around today, running my errands, listening to it in the car. Um, some of them I knew, like Sierra, for you know stuff and, and stuff, and I've been to you know shows. Um, but some of it were bands that I had either just heard of, but never actually listened to the music, or um, or had never heard of. And, and like, I mean, there's a lot of fantastic music coming out of this area. Absolutely, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, I think it's because um, I think it's because there's venues that that we can play at. Sure. And um, in a lot of places, especially you know in England where I'm from, it, there's just not the volume of it's very difficult to make a living as a musician. It's not even really, unless unless you're, you know, in a wedding band or something. It's it it really isn't even can kind of considered a profession. So here, you can do. And I, ever since I've been here, I've been playing music. I just I and and have met so many great musicians and so many um, yeah. interesting club owners and and the scene's alive and kicking and. Uh, so I'm just glad we have an opportunity to uh, to show everybody. Yeah, that. I'm excited. I'm excited to be doing this. I'm excited to be doing it here, you know, with you and 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 here at Live Music Community. I mean, this place is amazing. So know, as well, you know. So um, yeah, you know. All right, and so uh, without further ado, we'll introduce our guest, Sierra Lane. Hey guys. How are you, <laughs> Hi, Sierra? Welcome, welcome. So, Thank uh, you. so yeah, um, Sierra and I have. Uh, We've known each other for... A, we go way back. Way back, right? Way, way back. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because um, I teach for a living, and um, and the group sessions we used to do, uh, Sierra was in, in, in the group that I used to teach. Like so seventh through, like, beginning of ninth grade. Yeah, that's it. And um, it's just such a wonderful thing to see, um, you know, someone who... I had a small part in um, in teaching in the early years go full circle to being someone who I'm now interviewing. It's just, you know, it's a wonderful Yeah, thing. no, I feel the same because I remember um, it was like the sa- band Sand and Bruise thing. And um, I saw you and you and Zach 
there yeah. and it was kind of like a weird like oh that's cool we're playing on the same stage but you know zach was my guitar teacher you were my group leader, yeah so yeah definitely like a a surreal moment to like be hanging out with y'all rather than like right yeah and it and it takes a little bit of getting used to it, it definitely um it's some interesting feelings for me when in those situations because it's sort of uh a mixture of kind of like pride and you know and like oh wow look look how well Sierra's doing and also like oh no like you know we're getting, <laughs> I'm getting old we're getting kicked <laughs> off the block here yeah. the next, am, I, am I that intimidating the next group is coming. <laughs> I've been told I'm intimidating because like I have resting bitch face all the time so <laughs> like, they're just like are you okay like or do you hate me or you're no. kind of intimidating <laughs> I, I've never found you intimidating but there's a certain intimidating feeling as you get older and you see the new you see the the new guard coming up you know it's like you want to be able to hold on to your seat a little bit but that's just paranoia you know so yeah there's plenty it of comes with anything really so yeah. when you were teaching her back in the in the group you said like zach was teaching you guitar were you was it pretty much just guitar or were you doing other stuff back um, then or so i did guitar with zach for probably like two years um i ended up uh do, having another teacher didn't really fit so I chose vocal lessons and that that went on for maybe a month and then realized I was at a point where you know I I wasn't in the headspace to learn music theory and it was just was going in one ear out the other so I decided like I'm just gonna you know take some time and do it on my own and kind of um learn by ear like I had sure. been before I started lessons because I taught myself initially how to play and then yeah. went from lessons from there and then kind of just didn't even think about taking it completely seriously like I am now it was kind of like all just happened so fast fantastic but, That's awesome. yeah. so let's jump in at the beginning of these I have a few questions that I kind of want to ask everybody and, and the first one is um what why did he stop what why did you start playing? What was it that made you want to start playing music? Um, you know, I wasn't, I didn't really find a connection with anything else. And, you know, I definitely knew I couldn't dance, <laughs> was really bad at sports, you know, n nothing really, nothing really, you know, sparked interest in me or knew I was good at it. And then one day, I think I was, I was into this boy band, Five Seconds of the Summer, and then they were like, oh, yeah, we like Green Day and all this. And so I listened to Green Day for the first time. I'm like, yo, I want to oh, play cool. like them. So, <laughs> yeah, like people are shocked to believe that punk and metal were like the first things that got me into playing guitar. Like I learned how to play a Blackville Bride song before I even learned an A chord. Wow. So like, <laughs> I was like completely into it. And then... Yeah, and so when I tell people now, like, oh, what got you into music? I'm like, metal got me into music. They're like, no way. Which is I'm so like, far removed I will from show your you style. how far parted my hair was to the side. Like, I, <laughs> I have proof. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I can relate to a lot of that. The, uh, I found a lot of, I personally, you know, found a lot of solace in music. I wasn't really any good at sport and and not more than not being good at it just didn't really have any interest in it you know and and um and and i think quite not everyone but quite a lot of musicians share that is in that it's the it was like a kind of happy place like you know the the people surrounding music and 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 the bands and and practice sitting and practicing and 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 being into music is 
it's a whole kind of world that you can kind of enter into and mm. it's something you can have for yourself and as, especially when you find you're good at it you know then it, that's another kind of yeah. incentive to keep at it i can totally relate so to it was that. almost like a safe haven for me i mean like you know i i wasn't super popular or anything in, in school and in, in any grade really so um and same things you know sports and all that stuff were just something i wasn't into and then music was like something i was doing away from school and so it kind of just removed me from that whole situation and i was just i was a totally different person way more confident way just just a different person yeah you know so yeah no i, I right there with you with that yeah there's a lot of i think identity you know especially sure. when, when you when you're growing up in, in your teenage years so um we kind of touched on this but who would you say that your your biggest influences are musically um it's pretty tough because I've gone through so many different phases. I listen to all music, so sure. um, I'd say right now it's probably um, one of my biggest inspirations, you know, and what I've been writing recently is Wolf Alice. Right. Um, they're an incredible band. I had no idea about them, and um, my friend showed me one of their songs, and I became, like, you know, one of those people that watches every single video of them, uh, yeah. listens to every every song, and... They're, they're more of like an alternative rock vibe, um, and I think that I've been, I'm interested in incorporating all genres into, you know, sure. reggae, because the doors in reggae music has opened for me, yeah. and um, but I still love indie music, I love alternative, and I love all of that, so I've been kind of working uh, towards combining all of them together, making kind of like a blend that's unique to me and stuff like that, so, sure. you know, yeah. I, yeah. I find inspiration from everybody but um yeah that's great i mean you're speaking to a guy who's one of the albums he made was called the rough guide to genre terrorism so i can totally relate to <laughs> yeah. where you're coming from with that and you know us mixing reggae and punk was yeah you know when when i was, oh, yeah, age, with, I was doing um, exactly the same thing with sonic boom six yeah and um i know that um you've mentioned in the past that uh that you enjoy the music of the skins yes right? yeah. i love the skins yeah that makes me really happy because they're they were they were like you know running buddies we we did a lot of gigs together back in the day and and it just makes me happy that you're into all of that kind of thing because it's where i come from as a musician that's absolutely yeah. what rocky um, was the one that showed me sonic boom sex and i was like right. no way this is ben <laughs> like that's yeah. so cool <laughs> yeah it's a lot of fun but i can really hear the influence of the skints in in your music yeah, you know? yeah. Just listening to deep dive and um and i can you know there's a lot going on there and as you as you were saying with the uh with the wanting to mix genres and stuff, I think it does it very tastefully in that song because you know you don't go overboard with it. You mm. know, it's two things. It's this kind of like kind of doo-woppy sort of um, solely kind of feel, and then and then drops into the reggae, and I think it works really well. You know, yeah. it's fantastic. So I can totally, uh, you know, what you're saying about wanting to mix. Um, genres into it is absolutely evident in that in that single and in case uh anyone hasn't heard um sierra's music her single deep dive is on you know anywhere you can get music you know if you look it up on spotify it's right there and it's yeah, it's on myspace facebook mm. marketplace no i'm completely kidding no. <laughs> <laughs> i got jokes i got jokes yeah i know if you had me worried for a second i, I thought oh wow is myspace a thing again <laughs> yeah no no no, no. <laughs> that's like when i'm telling people at gigs like oh this is our song deep dive you can find it on all streaming platforms spotify apple music myspace vine <laughs> like i just as a joke that's great it makes people pay attention a little bit <laughs> absolutely 
You gotta you know, wonder how many people pull out their phones though. They're like, I know. Is space a thing again? <laughs> Someone came up to me after a gig one time and they're like, wait, it's on Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, yeah, you can buy it for 400 bucks. <laughs> wow. uh, completely kidding. That's fantastic. Well, how, how, I mean, you know, since you brought up Deep Dive, um, like how I know you released that last year. So, mm-hmm. of course, last year was, to put it mildly, a shit show for most people. Yeah. Um, how, how was that for you to release it? Like, during that, I mean, was that a time for you of like when everybody was locked down and everybody was just, well, was that a time for you to go, hey, I got time to be creative or was it just, you know, chaos for you? Yeah, so Deep Dive had been written for about two years at that point and my band and I were just, you know, we would play it live every gig. So we had honed in the sound already. I even nice. got some inspiration, like me and Spread the Dub jammed on it one night randomly. They're like, oh, do you have any originals? And I was like, why don't we try this one? And they nailed it perfectly, even with the transitions. And I was like, wow. oh, okay. And then um, Hunter did some guitar parts. And I was like, hey, Derek, can you play this while recording it? So it was kind of like a combination of multiple things. I don't even really remember writing it, though. Like, it kind of just happened. Sometimes I'll write. I'll, I'll, it'll take me months to finish a song. But sometimes it'll take me 30 minutes, like, f- sure. like beginning to end. And that's just kind of how creativity flows sometimes. But, um, yeah, with the whole COVID thing, I was actually planning on releasing it on my own. Um, just randomly, I'm like, you know what? And it was kind of a little bit before COVID and cause you need time to, you know, promote it and stuff. And then, you know, something was telling me to reach out to Neffable cause they had reached out before and we lost touch and something was just telling me in my gut, like you should, you should ask them one more time if they want, if they're interested in the song. And so I did, and we talked and, you know, made the deal and they released deep dive for me. So even though, you know, it was COVID and, and stuff like that, um, it kind of it, it kind of did well for for the time being just because it was I had the boost from the label which was nice and yeah. you know, I'm very very grateful for that. What um, did you find that the uh, what did the label do for you? Um, what that you couldn't do for yourself? Um, I think it was just like promotion aspects and because they were a bigger reggae label and they've already have eyes on them from Stick Figure and Collie yeah. um, Buds, you know, they they kind of have some leverage on their own. So the fact that I was um, on their radar in general, and then my song was under their name as well. It kind of just naturally gave it a little boost. Right, it helps the whole thing, doesn't it? Yeah. It just, it, yeah, you become a lot more visible, for sure. Yeah, and plus, yeah. I, I didn't know what I was doing at all in any way, so it was kind of good that they kind of took over yeah. a little bit um, with that, because I feel like I would have, there was, there could have been a lot more I would have done um if I had done it alone, I would have missed some things, you know, promotion-wise. So I from guess a, yeah, from yeah. A, I was gonna say, from a technical uh, standpoint, did they um, did they help with any producing or recording or anything like that, or you already had it in the can at that point? So I sent them what I wanted to be released, and I had already had it mixed and mastered. And then, um, you know, we we're a couple weeks away from releasing it, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna have um, one of our producers mix master." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. You know, the first one I got back was was a little rough, like kind of overdid it with the dubbing and and added some whooshes and I was like kind of takes away from it a little bit but it was right. also he lives in California so you know we were strictly texting so sure, that right. it mixed communication in general but um we got it to how I wanted it to sound and we it was like a team effort on that on that part nice. but um yeah yeah I turned it up in the car a few times and you know it's it, it's lovely because it it's it's kind of a relaxing nice song but it's still has a bump to it as well you know it's, it's got the bass and drums are solid on it and yeah you know, i really like it actually yeah no i definitely wanted it to have a gradual like incline 
um, just because it, you know, not many people release a four minute song as their first single. It's, that's more of an album thing. So sure. I wanted to make sure that it was something that was intriguing throughout the whole thing yeah. so that it didn't bore people because, you know, not not a lot of people, you know, save four minute songs to their playlist because it's so long and they want to get, you know, if they're in the car or something. Yeah. So got to make it interesting through the, the whole thing. Or else. No, it has a nice build. I mean, it, it, it definitely has a nice build. Yeah, I've noticed, you know, w within music since I've been doing it, that songs have just been consistently just becoming shorter and shorter and shorter <laughs> yeah. and shorter. And when we were becoming very when we were formula formula based. Yeah. yeah, when we were considering with Sonic Boom Six when we were considering singles, the idea was he wanted it to be three and a half minutes. That was like you know, and that was down from wherever it was prior to that, you know, four minutes or so. And so you know, now three and a half minutes is a really long song. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's really like two and a half minutes now. You know, that is, is an ideal <laughs> single length. It's gone right down. And I saw a playlist and it was um, just a bunch of songs that should be longer and they're all like one minute long. Oh, and they're wow. super good and vibey and you want to sit there and, and, and jam with it and short. then it ends it. And yep. it's like, oh, dang it. <laughs> I think, but yeah, people have very short attention spans. And it's because, you know, everything, there's just so much media out there that if you're fighting to get you know no no one's sitting there listening to one thing for ages they're just going oh looking at that and looking at that and yeah at exactly that. and even with playlisting for your songs it's another thing ineffable helped out with was playlisting and oh, um great. but with that like those people only listen to the first 30 seconds of your song so if you don't if you don't pack a punch right. within the first 30 seconds you're not going to get on the playlist you know so yeah. that's another thing that goes with um making shorter songs because then once you get to if you get to the chorus faster then you have a better chance of of making it on those playlists and uh, right. like you said attention you got a catchy hook faster yeah. and stuff yeah yeah like always the, the black eyed peas i think even they say it, they they just link together choruses it's just one chorus after yeah. another it's like they don't even bother with verses yeah. yeah so um do you have a i mean i i know that how i would answer this question but but I, it's different for everyone. Do you have a Do you have a writing process? Um, not not entirely. It's a, it's pretty much the same, like in my brain. But as far as like get getting to sit down and do it, it's a little different every time, you know. Um, like I said, you know, I could like write a verse and a chorus in 10 minutes and then it'll take months for me to get the rest or I I've knocked out a song in 15 minutes before just saying yeah. exactly what I was like. It wrote down the first thing that came out of my mouth for the first whole song, you know. Yeah. So it, it's I, I typically start with you know guitar and then just kind of freestyle until something fits or um, my um, <laughs> something that I'm I'm a little a little guilty about uh, a little embarrassed is like I'll go on Pinterest and I'll look up Tumblr quotes and yeah, I'll really? use that to fill in blanks that I can't fit. Oh, Sometimes look. they'll be like deep hey, enough I'm... and metaphorical enough that they work. I'm you know? stealing that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. That's actually genius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. I, I, I definitely use a rhyme zone a lot. I'm on, I'm oh, on, yeah. Like, I look up what word rhymes with this and then I'll, I'll be like random words that you've never heard of before. And yeah. Like, Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> Absolutely. If you ever hear a weird word in one of my songs, it's usually something that came up on rhyme zone. But, um, yeah, like what one of the things that I wonder if you can relate to this. One of the things that I find when I'm writing is that I will write something very quickly, but it will be the result of having formulated the thought for a very long time. Yeah. So like, you know, for nine months or so, I'll be 
ruminating on a subject of some kind and 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 then all of a sudden the the my, my sort of understanding of the subject and the way I want to present it just click and then mm. it just all comes together and I find it just comes out very quickly does is that happen to you is that something Yeah that... so like with songs that I typically don't write immediately like I said um that's kind of the the idea I'll write down like literally a single line or like a an idea or a concept and then you know it it'll take months even if I have a guitar lick that I've I've sit on for months and then I'm like oh wait I can fit this into a song that I've yeah, already yeah. written but um as far as um songs that I write pretty quickly I will it'll typically it, it'll be a subconscious thing so I won't even realize I'm writing about something that's going on in my life then and there and then all of a sudden I'll write finish the song and I won't it, sometimes it'll even take when I'm recording the song uh, months later like oh wait I was actually yeah. going through that. Why, that that's why I wrote that like deep dive was about courage and doing what you want and what you love and in life and the he is kind of like a personify a personification of courage so um okay yeah but yeah, I, I, I like yeah. to leave it up for interpretation and keep it vague and stuff like that because it could be about a guy but it could be about courage it could be about whatever you want it to be kind yeah of sure I, in the times I listened to it I I definitely got different sort of takes out of it each time and it's interesting to see you know to hear what mm. what you know you you intended and that makes total sense and actually you know that it's there's a there's an art form to ambiguity and and I think you're good at it but you know you don't want to write something that's just wishy-washy and vague or oh, yeah. you want to write something that's that could have multiple meanings which is exactly. what you've done you know? yeah exactly yeah. like if, if if the song has no no message to it at all and like you're strictly like hey make whatever you want out of this like it's kind of like hard for people to connect to it but if you have like an idea that can be translated then you know people can connect to it the way that it sounds or they can connect to it to a way that it means to them so sure, sure. it's like it's it's personalized for everybody and under Absolutely. any circumstances yeah so this is a um this is a question that i uh i've been wanting to ask everyone and um and uh, be as truthful as you can. How much and what and how do you practice? <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Um, it's kind of because I play so many gigs. Um, you know, more so it was on the weekends. Like I have so much time during the week to practice now, but I'm so in the mode of I have a gig tonight that I don't want to play practice. Like yeah. that even the weekdays it's hard for me to pick up my guitar. But um. I've been I've been forcing myself to, you know, pick up my guitar and go sit on my porch with my notebook and just even if I'm playing a song I've played thousands of times, like it's still good to, you know, get get For some sure. sort of creativity out of you because you have to get those bad ideas out but before you get the good ideas out and stuff like that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Should definitely practice more than I do. That's a, it's a, you know, I feel like everyone has those moments. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, gigging on the weekends so much, it's kind of like not in a terrible way, not in a bad way. Like kind of burns you out a little bit because, like you know, I've been playing I, guitar for hours. You know. <laughs> absolutely, you know. But, I've I've done this for many years and can hundred percent relate. I mean, it, and also with these three hour gigs, you know, you can really you get a lot of time to experiment within the exactly. Sets, you know? Yeah. So it, in some ways, it's practicing itself. There's there's stuff. There's obviously it's no substitute for practice, but. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I learned a lot of things that I can do on guitar on stage. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, and 
I don't know if you remember any of my guitar playing back in middle school, but I didn't even know how to solo. So, like, I what I did solo on stage, like, at the shows, I would, you know, practice at home. It'll sound good to get on stage. Can't even remember what I did. But um, I don't know too much theory, but what I do know about it, I kind of learned on my own from playing on stage, like, looking at my, my other guitarist. It's like, oh, I know this scale or I know this lick wait, those kind of can fit into each other and then I just transpose in my mind and be like, oh, if I'm in this key, then I should be on this fret and then it'll flow into this and whatever. So it's kind of, you know, that's what, that's why I'm glad I play these gigs and I'm I'm grateful that I'm booked a lot because, you know, even though it, I don't have a ton of time at home on the weekends to practice and, you know, I'm tired, I kind of want to use that time to rest. um, It still gives me time to practice, especially my duo gigs because Corey and I can just, we, we feed off of each other super well. I do with Great. all my guys, but at duo gigs, it's kind of like he doesn't have to focus on any of the notes that I'm playing. So, like, he, he has free range to do whatever he wants on them. And then nice. he brings that to the gigs and he plays this differently now and yeah. brings a whole new level to it. So For sure. It's really interesting. The um, You know, I, I, can, I can absolutely uh, relate to largely sort of learning and figuring out things by ear. Yeah. And also... Um, just gradually the dots connecting, you know, just through the hours and hours of playing music with other people. That's how, that's honestly how I, I learned to play as well. Exactly the same Yeah, way. and like before, before the music scene, like I didn't really have any influences to go off of besides, you know, the musicians I listened to that were, you know, big famous people. And I, I couldn't really learn off of them because I was only hearing, you know, what they've recorded. But Finding the music scene was definitely good for me because I've learned so much from just watching people play at open mics. You know, I used to not be able to sing runs at all until I met my best friend Allegra and she was this pop R&B style and I was kind of like just getting out of my emo phase. So like, (laughs) you know, I um, until I met her, I would watch her sing runs up and down scales and whatever. And then I would take that home and practice it myself. So, you know, it's, it's literally like. W- like surrounding yourself with like great musicians oh, and being friends the with them is like the I best say, thing for your your say, learning capabilities. I say that all the time. I mean, playing playing with Ben and uh, and uh, and James and and Killbillies. I mean, um, for me, anyways, like I always feel like they're such good musicians that it mm-hmm. just it just forces me to be a better musician. Yeah, you know. So exactly. yeah, no, I am a hundred percent right there with you. Yeah, my I don't I don't think I. <clears throat> have any friends that aren't musicians it's just the the the, it's it's i you know i'm completely obsessed with it and and communicate best through it exactly you know and and uh, you know everything that i can play at some point or other i've learned off another musician you know it's um yeah it's absolutely my happy place so um what are your future goals and plans oh um as far as near future, um, trying to release some more music by this summer. Um, so, don't don't even know which song gonna be releasing yet though. But we're we're working on just demoing out every single song that we have right now, right, um, right. just so that when it comes time to finish them, it'll be quicker and easy because we already demoed them out. So that's kind of what, what I'm doing right now. Um, You're gonna have label backing for that as well. Um, hopefully, yeah. you know. Um, my managers had reached out with another song that I recorded with Cashed Out, because um, they're very reputable in the reggae community, and it's okay. you know they're great musicians. Their worth ethic, ethic is like off the charts good. So like you Fantastic. know, but I recorded with them, sent the song to Neffable, just 
trying to follow up with as much music as I can because right. I know they're super busy because with COVID, everyone's recording right now. Sure. No one's touring. So um, I like to think of it as a as a clock. Um, so you're one of the numbers on the clock and they're the hand and you just have to wait, wait, wait for them turn. to get, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so trying to release by summer, definitely want to, um, want to tour. And now that, um, my managers are in the picture, it'll, they're kind of working on that for me. And it's super exciting to see the, the, the way things work business wise with music. So I'm just, my, my biggest goal right now is just learning more about that and learning more about what I need to do to, you know, uh, send send my brand as sierra lane into a right. better position right um you're gonna be doing or you are doing um a collab with uh joey calderio yes is it? yeah joey uh, calderio 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 um i believe april 2nd is yes. your target so, so the song's called paradise um uh, I'm just singing some some backup. It's about a girl, so um, he's like best best thing to do is have a girl on the song. Makes okay. sense. So okay. um, it's kind of that's kind of where we were going with it. Um, trying to get a, a nice acoustic video component with that. So well, that's another thing that we you guys can look out for. Um, yeah, awesome. I've yeah. I've noticed that recently, the Florida is really starting to get its own reggae sound. It's like a lot of you guys are there's there's a lot of back and forth and you know in terms of just the the vibe of it and that that reggae rock scene is is becoming you know quite subtly distinct I, you know i can really hear when it's a, a a florida reggae rock band and it and and you know it's it's great to see this scene that's always kind of been here you know all the way back to you know bryce's projects and things like that and yeah. before but um it's, it's just great to see it it, it continue to grow and and you guys you know coming up um still doing it i i i moved personally away from that musically but in no way stopped enjoying it mm -hmm. so you know it's great yeah. to see it all doing so well um so yeah my the last question that i've got down here which is the ones i wanted to ask everyone who comes on here is um how do you find the local scene and who in the local scene do you uh do you particularly enjoy mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, so I first discovered it, um, you know, where like Elizabeth Ave is downtown by Grandview. So I, they when they had open mics and they were open, um, don't really know how I heard about it. I think it was Jacob Tacos, actually, because um, okay. he was my mentor. Like um, my mom reached out to him and was like, hey, can you give Sierra some guitar lessons? Uh, guitar lessons turned into, hey, let's build your media presence and find a stage name and stuff like that. And so he kind of got me wow. my first couple gigs and let me do some duo gigs with him. And yeah, he told cool. me about some open mics and he's was it just then getting into photography. I don't know if you've seen his photography now, Absolutely. but it's, he's like, cause I, I was one of his, you know, test dummies for his first, some of his first photography. He had been doing it for a while, but um, I've seen him grow so much, but um, he's kind of the reason I found the scene. And then cool. um, open mics, the ER Bradley soul fam open mic was definitely a huge one. Sure. Um, it's now at Hullabaloo. Um, but yeah, so open mics definitely a big component to that, and that's where I met all of my friends in the scene. Yeah. Um. So obviously, you know, Lego Miles. Um. Uh, Jam and the Sweets. Um, yeah. One of the local bands. They're more Fort Lauderdale, but um, still consider them local. But um, they're Tasty Vibrations. Yeah. I've been going to a lot of their shows. We're super close now. Some cool. of my best friends. Um, Fantastic. 
but yeah, I'm I'm just open to everybody in the scene, really. You know, nice. I, it's just interesting to see how many different genres you can pack into one open mic too. It's yeah. it's super cool. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, it's 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 nothing but positive vibes, and it's one big family. And very rarely do you see any hate or you know shit talk about other people it's just really a really close-knit community yeah i think i think we do great down here and you know you're just confirming what i you know what i think is is that there's a lot going on down here and it it doesn't i don't think people even realize how how much music there is down here and how nice of a scene it is and and you know most of us know each other and are very cordial with each other there's very little kind of negative competition Mm -hmm. you know it's pretty pretty cool yeah and people you haven't met you already follow on instagram and stuff like that so you basically do know everybody and and i didn't even know there was a music scene until i found it because it's like like i said they are close knit community community but you know you don't even notice it until you're in it and even if you're a stranger at an open mic and you don't even play music you're like oh this is really cool i had no idea this was a thing you know so It's, it's funny you say that actually because i feel like Maybe I'm blinded by the fact that it's literally all I do, so I think that everyone else knows about right. it. Yeah. Right. I guess well, not. Your, yeah, your music 24 <laughs> 7. <so. laughs> That's cool, though. Um, all right, so uh, if there was a, a venue um, around here that you could say you like playing the most, what would you say that was? Hmm. Um, I think Johnny Brown's is a great venue to play. You yeah. know? Um, Little, so most of it's like a little bit of an older crowd, but um, you know you have so much foot traffic there, and you make really good tips, and the crowd, everyone's into it. That's right know? on Atlantic. Right on Atlantic, Delaware, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it doesn't even matter what you're playing; everyone's digging it and into it. And sure. It, it, that's my reason for playing is connecting to people, and that's a great place to connect to people because there's so many people there. There's people stopping and standing on the streets watching you play, and yeah. you know. Um, Guanabana's is another good one too because sure. it's like a staple place in Jupiter and I've li- I've been you know I've lived here my whole life and always have known Guanabana's it's such a constant thing for me so for sure yeah yeah Guanabana's great and, it, and and especially for that kind of Florida reggae rock sound you know mm-hmm. it's like a it's 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 one of the, in Jupiter it's absolutely the place for that yeah. Yeah. yeah are there any uh are there any venues that you haven't played that you that you would like to or wish you could or wish you um, would not necessarily you know like i i'm i kind of dig all the consistent spots sure. i've had i've played a lot of different places whether they're super tiny or you know crazy uncle mike's with the big stage and stuff yeah. but yeah. um you know i'm definitely interested in getting to more around florida rather than just you yeah. know the small strip of the east of coast yeah, yeah. yeah up until boca and fort lauderdale but yeah. um I know. that's it's... like my next goal is to try and um i'm playing nature coast fest in april so that'll be cool. another thing i've played in outer banks i've played um new smyrna so those are like the the farthest places i've i've performed so i'm really cool. interested in traveling with that does, will the once things kind of um, relax, is touring something that the label can help you do? Is that the, do um, they get involved with that? I'd hope so. I don't think um, I'm interested in signing anything with right. anybody yet. So you know, they they just did releasing for me, and I think that's like a good relationship for me to have with them at the moment. Right. Um. I I'd love for them to help me out with that. Um. That yeah. would be good. But I think with the connections I have right now, I'm in a good spot with, with touring because, right. um, 
you know, my managers have connections to promoters that do touring and on their own and and yeah. that's how I've gotten the slots for opening for people, even though, you know, the expendables got cancelled. It was still an opportunity that I had that was really cool. So yeah. um you know, I think I'm in I think I'm in a good spot for right now. So when when it does open up, but I I think it'll be a good thing. I'm envious. I the the period of my twenties, uh, almost for the entire of my twenties, I was on tour, and it was some of the best times of my life. So yeah. you got all that to look forward to. It's fantastic. Yeah, I got I got a little taste of that in in October, um, and with with Outer Banks, I played with the band Sensi Trails. Yeah. Um, it was like a four day thing. We played three different venues in um out the Outer Banks, and then uh one venue in Virginia Beach. So it was it was a cool experience. I that was my first time traveling by myself without seeing family to hang out with. So. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even met. I haven't even met these guys until then. So I was like, "Who am I going to stay out of state with? Like, what? What am I gonna?" Because I was. I was eighteen. I'm nineteen now. So yeah. it was kind of a really nerve wracking experience. I can but imagine. Yeah. It gave I, me a good taste of of what it's like. Though. Do you think that that uh, that there are different kind of concerns? Do you have? Do Do you think that um, there's other things to think about when it comes to touring um, as a woman? For sure. You yeah. know. Um, Something that um, someone brought up to me one time is that girls are, are like, want to look more, like, are more concerned about how presentable they look. And I'm not saying that guys are like, oh, I don't give a shit about what I look like, but yeah, it's, kind of like, it's <laughs> kind of like, it's kind of like, I would be very uncomfortable if I didn't even have, like, if I wouldn't have a mirror to see if my outfit looks good enough you know I'm a I'm a very image oriented person strictly because I want to make sure I look good for myself as well it's a it's sure. a self-confidence thing yeah. and you know I don't I don't really care too much about what other people think of me but I do want to make a good impression and I don't want to smell bad you know <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, even even a safety yeah. thing as well because I'm I am younger than all my bandmates and I'm surrounded by a lot of dudes all the time and yeah. I'm I'm very young for being in the scene at, at the moment and I've had a lot of opportunities um especially for how old I am like a lot of people especially women work for a while to get to where I am and I'm very grateful for where I'm at but with right. touring it's like you know definitely being so young it's def it's gonna there's gonna be challenges for sure I obviously don't know what to expect out of it but I'm yeah. I'm willing to find out because that's what I want to do absolutely yeah. all right well um, it's been lovely talking to you, um, and we're, we're, we can continue this in a minute, but um, could you play us a couple of songs? Yeah, of course. Fantastic. So whilst, uh, while she's setting up, Ben, let's give yeah. a little shout out to our sponsor. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Harmony Management. Well, Harmony Management Group, um, basically, they offer you anywhere from uh, just a few hours a week of like office help for basic stuff. Um, basic tasks like filing or organizing, um, and they can offer full-service stuff like uh, bookkeeping, payroll, tax services, data entry, scheduling, invoicing. I mean, you name it. They, they can do it if it's a business-related thing. So, um, you know, their, their tagline is, uh, uh, you know, let us, let us put a little zen back in your life. And I think that's, uh, that's pretty on the money for them. Um, you know, all these kind of things when you're a business stress you out. So, uh, I feel like uh, you know someone like uh, Harmony Management Group can definitely step in and take a little, little, little weight off your shoulders, a little bit off your plate, and yeah, fantastic, and, and, and help you uh, do your stuff. So, 
Um, you know, so we appreciate uh, Mary at uh, Harmony Management Group uh, sponsoring this episode. Yeah, um, and we've been the uh, the very lucky beneficiaries of her many skills, and she's yes. helped us in the past. So, Absolutely. you know, I can confirm that you know, if you any dealings with Mary and Harmony Management will be fantastic. Yeah, so if you're looking for uh, any of that stuff, you can give Mary a call five six one four two zero five six five two. That's five six one four two zero five six five two. Tell her tell her that uh, Ben and Hector sent you, and uh, she will she will treat you really well, or she won't. I don't know. One of the two. It depends <laughs> depends on how much she likes us, I guess. You know? <laughs> but we do appreciate her uh, sponsoring the the episode. So good stuff. All right. Um. Yeah. Take it away, Sierra. This song is called um, Little Things. fortune teller. Tell me when will I hit the ground? 
That was beautiful. Um, what were the names of both those songs? Um, so the first one was called Little Things. Yeah. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So it's basically like, I'm trying to think of the lyrics. I'm having like, I'm blanking. But um, it's like just appreciating the, the smaller things in life. And one of them I used to describe as kind of like in a love sense, like, oh, we'll watch your favorite movie. Well, you know, it, if you want to be lazy, let's be lazy together. Um, you were talking about Bruno Major earlier, yeah. and um, one of his songs called Nothing, I think um, the lyrics are, there's nothing like doing nothing with you. So it's kind of like, kind of took it from, from that kind of thing. And oh, interesting. It was like, yeah, so you never know what tomorrow's going to bring is kind of the first lyric. So just appreciate the little things now and worry about the bigger things nice. when it comes to it. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Exactly. Being present, living in the moment, yeah. and enjoying life. It's mm -hmm. easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the other song? Uh, the second song is called Fortune Teller, and that one's just kind of almost relating to my anxiety because I get very existential all the time, especially being creative and, and choosing creative career path because you obviously don't know like what's going to happen with that. So, sure. you know, the the second verse is like, I need a crystal ball to show me where my life will fall. Um, what do my cards say? You know, kind of just I I I. What triggered it was I saw Mac Air's uh, album Magic Eight Ball, and I was like, 
that's a cool concept, kind of like a fortune gypsy kind of yeah. deal. And then I realized like I could relate it to to not knowing what the bigger things in life are about. So sure, yeah. <laughs> I I mean you know I, I'm I'm afraid to tell you that, that never goes away. But yeah, yeah. At least it can, at least <laughs> exactly. it can be a source of uh, creativity. You're supposed yeah. to tell her it goes away really soon. <laughs> Everything we'll will be fine. It out. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Well, I feel like you know anyone who's creative. There's there's some kind of um, curiosity um, about life and and an ability to kind of zoom out a little bit and, and look at things that you have to have a, a brain like that to write and also to want to write you know like because yeah. because if everything was fine and 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 you never thought twice about what was going on in your life then then why would you make art you know right. it's an exploration of it's an exploration of your of of just your your thoughts of being a, a human on this planet you know yeah no and that, I'm really glad you said that because sometimes as a creative person, I can, I can feel alone and I can attest for my friends for this too. It's like, oh, like, you know, I'm su super anxious or I'm, I'm worrying about this. I, I have this concern about this. And then, or you, it's to the point where you're questioning everything and that sure. imposter syndrome, like you fought so hard yeah. to get here and then you're questioning it. So it's like, it's, I'm glad you, you said that because I feel like Obviously, I can't speak for every creative person on the planet, but it makes so much sense. We all kind of have the same brain in a way. We all think in a different logical way. We think a lot deeper because, you know, that's how we make our art is we, we think about the things that not many people think about strictly to make people aware of it, you know, and through sure. our music or something. I, I could tell you as a, a, you know, a musician and an artist, um, that yes, we are all like that. Yeah, yeah, no, and it, it also ties it, into it, in all yeah. genres of art. It also ties into mental health too. Like I'm not obviously sure. not saying every single creative person is is mentally um, unstable in some ways, <laughs> but I I can attest for myself and and my friends and even my mom. You know, she's not a musician, but I know she's a creative person, and we all kind of struggle with with things mentally that you know can be major roadblocks for creativity and stuff like that so sure. you know it's it's definitely something that musicians make aware to people it's about talking about that it's like it's a good platform to talk about it too absolutely it's a good platform to talk about it and it's also a wonderful kind of release from it it's mm -hmm. a way to digest yeah. some of the things that mm -hmm. you're dealing with personally and you know there's someone who's had sort of you know my mental health issues in my own life you know i know that uh it it's just been invaluable to me being able to express myself like that you mm -hmm. know and well, just create create your own little world that you can escape into really you know well that that and also also put kind of attach something sort of physical and real to a, to to a, to a feeling or a thought that that Validates, you it, have, validates it. Right? Yeah, validation and also just being able to describe the indescribable, you know? Exactly, yeah. 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 Like you can't you can explain the human brain only to a certain extent. So it's like if if you don't even know what why you're feeling the way you're feeling, if you write a song about it, it could it could even help you understand it better and it could help other people understand it. So it's definitely definitely a great thing that, you know, creative people have an outlet for themselves and not just you know 
now let's say you have a day-to-day job and then it's like something outside of that like our job is our escape which is is a wonderful thing oh yeah i you know i, I wake up grateful every day for the the fact that we can do this and just how lucky we are right now to be able to do it at all mm-hmm. i mean it's just unbelievable really yeah we're in a bubble you know and i have to <laughs> remind myself of that daily you know like yeah. that my mum and dad are in lockdown over in the uk and you know um and and you know rightly or wrongly here in florida we we can go out and play and it's mm-hmm. and, you know it's 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 a blessing you know there's there's a whole debate on should we really be doing it or not but mm. you know we're not going to get into that right now so the the last uh the last thing that um wanted to um ask you is is there any equipment that you use that you can't do without and could you tell us about it yeah um so one of my biggest things i use don't use it necessarily for band gigs because you know we have the full thing but i use my looper a lot um definitely helps with the solo gigs and you know like I'm playing um I'm opening for some people and sometimes I have to play by myself um just because budget or whatever we can't afford to take the whole band or something like that it just gives it more presence live so I use the the boss um loop station rc30 so that's yeah it's just a simple two pedal box and definitely can add a lot I I loop my um my rhythm, my bass, and then that gives, I can do lead lines. I can loop vocals if I want. So that's definitely something I can't go without. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, I have my delay pedal. Couldn't tell you what brand it is. I think it's like CMZ, if that's if that's if I'm correct. Um, but uh, I use compression. I have my um, Tube Screamer for my overdrive for soloing. And then I have my Crybaby Wah, which is fun for the reggae feel and stuff like yeah. that um do you keep it all on the board do you have a, yeah, yeah so i have i have a really tiny board so i keep all my smaller pedals and my looper on it and my was like separate on the side right. um i have a love-hate relationship with compression i sometimes i think i like it because it evens out the tone and then other times i feel like it kind of seems it like like when you're really wanting to dig in it kind of mm-hmm. squishes that you know you feel, see like, i you know couldn't 100% tell you what I use it for like I sometimes I use it for volume too if I'm plugging direct in my guitar will sound like crap without it and it won't get the the amount of volume I need without sounding really twangy or or something so I just use that and I kind of crank it a little bit so it gives it more volume and then I can keep it down on the board and stuff like that um i i definitely want to up my pedal game and i want to learn more about equipment because you know i have the bare minimum of what i could have and how cool i could make my guitar sound and and stuff to experiment with and i definitely want to get a bigger board and and do more with pedals because i think you know watching my guitarist derek play with them like yo that sounds so cool it's a lot of fun it's it's like toys you know (laughs) guitar center is like toys r us someone just told that to me last night they're like it's like toys r us for musicians (laughs) absolutely and the thing the cool thing about pedals is that you can always just you can always just about afford one it's Mm -hmm. like you know everyone's got like you know i mean whether or not you should spend it on or not is a is a debate but you know there's always those you know 80 90 bucks you'd be like oh you know you're gonna, it's not like a guitar where it's you know hundreds and hundreds if not thousands yeah. of dollars you know and so that's why it's quite a fun 
it's quite an expensive, but but a, but but mm, but to a hobby add up that over time. But yeah, still. <laughs> I got, it's I've got some friends who've just got ludicrous amounts of them. And if you, um, I don't know if you know the guy, you may do. But if you ever need pedal advice, this guy Scott Gaylor, this local guy Scott okay. Gaylor, he just no, he's like a wizard. Is he, he got, when yeah. you built your box? Um, no, this guy, um, he he he's a. One of the guys who sort of tries out pedals at NAM Festival. Oh and wow! He's, yeah. he's a local teacher, and he is—he's like the local authority on pedals. So, <laughs> if you ever want to know anything about them, look him up on Instagram or Facebook. And oh, ask was him his questions. name one more time? He's called Scott Gaylor. Okay. Yeah. Um. He's a—he's a pedal, pedal master. Yeah, I, I got to sample some for like the first time. I was out in San Diego, and there's a store called Pitbull Audio, and right. this—the one of the guy that works there is brought brought his whole board. I was like, hey, whose pedals are those? He's like, they're mine. You can try them out if you want. And I just like opened up a whole wormhole of, <laughs> yeah. of creative things that I wanted to do. And I'm like, I wish I had money with me so I could buy all of them. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know if I'm right about this, but I but I think I am. I think I've seen you use because I was watching something mm -hmm. online where you were playing. I think I've seen you use your your looper basically like a delay. So you're kind of adding layers. It seemed like you were adding yeah. layers, like you were doing a solo. And it wasn't like the song was everyone. It wasn't like the band was playing with, with the loop. It's like you you added a kind of like a melodic kind of thing, and then you seem like you were playing over the top of that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I do use it with the band, um, I usually only use it for one song, and it's "Jungle" by Tash Sultana. So, um, you know, I loop, I'll loop the rhythm obviously, and then I will loop like guitar riffs yeah. and keep that going, and then do solos on top of it. Yeah, okay. Um, Cool. And then sometimes I'll do even like vocal things. So I'll I'll do harmonies for typically songs that have a chorus that just says the same thing once. And then so I'll just loop that at the beginning. And then when the yeah. chorus comes, press play on my vocals so I have like harmonies with it. Yeah, it's nice. super fun to play with. I definitely am interested in getting like the big board just yeah. so I can have more channels and I don't have to press the tiny buttons in the middle of the song and stuff like that. So yeah. definitely trying to expand my range on looping and my pedals and stuff like that just because it's it's another way for me to to be creative without you know doing my typical sitting down with my acoustic and just trying to hash something out because then yeah you know once i have my looper i can sit on that idea for a minute and it'll give me time to like for sure like i've used it like it that out. as well so, yeah absolutely yeah. I've, had, I've had a lot of fun with loopers in the past the uh Kilbilly's, so the Kilbilly's answer to the looper, instead of that, I just have a, I have a freeze pedal where it just mm. it's a single note, just drones out a single note. And that's great for the Celtic stuff because, you know, there's so many, it almost sounds like a bagpipe or something yeah. like that. It's yeah. like a drone that I play over. And, um, and the, the advantage of that is that um, there's no, like, rhythmic element. Yeah. So the band can speed up and slow down around it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, know. that's really cool. Yeah. But um, I've said, I've got, I've got that boss pedal that you have and I... I really enjoy messing around with it too yeah um so i guess the last thing that we have on our list is um what's going on this weekend hector well i gotta put on my eyeballs because i'm more than i can see so. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh let's see sierra you are playing friday uh at terra Formata. yes um opening for cass haley mm -hmm. Um, Saturday, you're playing at Rosemary Square as a duo. Yeah, so it'll be me and Corey there, and it's kind of, if you're familiar with Rosemary Square, it's like they just put in that big light-up tree, so mm -hmm. it's 
probably it's like in front of the light up tree in the okay, middle cool. of the courtyard yeah. okay awesome and then sunday you were saying that you had something as well yeah so i play tin roof just about every sunday unless i have something else booked prior but um awesome. yeah so every sunday 12 to 3 um so that's like my consistent like residential spot there okay so. and then uh next week our guest is bryce allen so uh, if anybody that's listening uh, wants to check him out this weekend before our next podcast, before he's a guest, Friday he's playing at uh, Das Beer Garden, Saturday he's playing at Butcher Shop, and Sunday he is playing at Tide House. Right. Um, and then, of course, you have to go see Killbillies this weekend. So yeah. Killbillies are Friday at Mulligan's and Stewart, Saturdays at Pat- this Saturday at Patty Max, and Sunday Ben will be solo at Handlebars. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. So um, I think it's quite fun that uh, we had you on this week and we're having Bryce on next week because Bryce is kind of the, you know, one of the sort of down here is definitely like a stalwart of the the, the reggae rock scene. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the definitely the most notorious and and, um, biggest reggae rock local guy. And um, and and you're like the tip of the spear with it, you know. You're like the 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 new the new stuff that's coming through, the new blood. So yeah, Bryce int- is Bryce is great. Um, yeah. If you're listening, definitely go check him out. <laughs> we we go way back actually. It was my aunt's first boyfriend freshman year. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. It was so funny. Like when I met him for the first time and like seeing him out on the scene, I'm like, that's so weird. Like, <laughs> how it like connected like that. Yeah, everything is crazy connected down here. Small worlds. Absolutely. For sure. it's, it's like, for example, you know, um, like I used to teach you and now I'm interviewing you and one of your favorite bands is a band that we had signed to our label in England. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like <laughs> the music scene can get weird like that sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, thank you so much for coming no, on. Thank really you so much for having me. Awesome. And for those, uh, for those listening, we will put uh, all of your links, social media, website, all yes. that stuff, um, Spotify, whatever else we can dig up cool. and uh we'll make sure we get the myspace on there yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely the myspace we'll put don't it forget all. the facebook marketplace too <laughs> yes my profile is bumping right now we'll put it all <laughs> we'll put it all in the show notes <laughs> put it all in the show notes and uh and then uh on the uh on the youtube version we'll we'll put it down underneath in the description so Perfect. but uh yeah we appreciate you coming by for our, our very first 561 no, music honored. podcast thank you guys yeah, thank yeah. you so yeah. and um the other thing i wanted to mention is um as Hector was saying at the beginning, we have a uh, a playlist, a Spotify playlist. Um, it's called Five Six One Music. So if you just type that in, it will come up, and um, it's going to have everyone that is featured on the podcast plus um, a whole host of other local um, musicians. Yeah, and it's and it's a little bit of everything. Like I said, I was listening to it earlier, and um, I mean, it's you know, one minute I'm listening to reggae, and the next I'm listening to rap, and the next I'm listening to you know, hard rock, and and it's awesome. but it's but it's amazing that we have that much diverse music here locally, and that Absolutely. much good diverse music. I well, mean, that's it. It's not just yeah, it's not just junk. It's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, that's what's amazing is how many you know when we set out to do this podcast and we talked about it and we said you know let's let's get all these local musicians on here. Like yeah, it was a great idea and it was. And it was it was more of a you know this is going to be really fun to get the, the local musicians but like the deeper I dive into this and the deeper I get into listening no to no pun it, intended no pun intended yeah no. right <laughs> um, no it was intended um, <laughs> um, I'm not that smart to intend that um, so uh, but yeah I, I just I I feel like 
you know, and especially all, there's all these musicians that I know of and that, like you were saying, I'm friends with music. I'm friends with like just about every musician in town in some capacity, in some social media capacity, but I don't necessarily know them and I haven't necessarily listened to all of their stuff yeah. either. Um, so listening to this playlist now and putting kind of, you know, names together with, with the music and stuff and then like, oh, oh, that's that person. And then, and then listening to it, realizing like, well, damn, that's actually really good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, I, I guess, I guess there's this, just there's this stigma of that local music is not good. But if you think about it, all national and international acts had to have started out local. So, yeah, exactly. You know, so, <laughs> and also, um, you know, it's just one of those. It's just not true. The, the, the you know, becoming a, a larger act is as much chance as it is anything else so, you know the local music has easily as much chance of being just as good as any other kind of music. Oh, it's, you know? a lot of it's and plus better. we're just very blessed <laughs> down here i just honestly think we are there's a lot of great yeah. music down here yeah absolutely yeah. well right, thanks well, very much thank you, thank you for having me guys absolutely yeah. cool see you later yeah next time <laughs>